Hello, Internet Dwellers, and welcome to Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library Podcast, where we are watching the selected films of the Disney Library from Snow White to Moana and whatever comes after that. <laughs> I'm your host, TC DeWitt. Jeff is out for a personal matter, and he will be returning for our regularly scheduled episode next week. But we don't want to leave you all without some Disney fun and some of us talking at you. So I am here with another bonus episode, and instead of just talking to you uh, by myself for an hour, I am joined with two very special guests. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Mm. Hello. Mm, they're good. And you guys don't sound alike, so people won't be confused. Oh, fantastic. But Should I... we sound more alike so that they are confused? <laughs> yes. Do you, yes. you want to work I on like that. I, I like that idea. Synchronizing our voices. I don't voices know where to begin doing So they can't tell us apart. All right, well, let me introduce these. Well, so first, uh, because I just don't feel this show works without Jeff involved, or rather, a uh, Jeff, um, our our first guest here is my birthday brother. Yep. And fellow tall, skinny, curly-haired uh, Yeah, hitting all the, hitting all the points. It's, uh, a, it's a clone-spiracy. It's a clone-spiracy. Uh, Jeff Citron, how you doing? Good, man. Did I, did I pronounce thanks for, your name Thanks for having me on. You correctly? got it, yes. Je- Jeff, am I saying that right? Yeah. Jeff. Happy to happy to be, be here to fill the void of Jeffs. Do you, do you feel much pressure having to fill in for all Jeffs as you're? Out? I yeah, I currently represent all Jeffs. Okay, well, I, that's why you wore the uniform, I suppose. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and our other guest, the other voice you were hearing, hi, <laughs> is a, a writer, director, actor, storyteller, guru of all things nerdy and geeky. Mr. James Brzezelic. Jim. Hello. How are you doing? Good. I'm a guru. I'm doing good. I'm a guru now. <laughs> he, he got a lot of stuff. I only got... <laughs> tall skinny. <laughs> <laughs> tall yeah, well, skinny and, and Jeff. I'm, I'm not tall or skinny, so my, enjoy them. You're, you're, you're my birthday brother, and you have a uniform for all Jeffs. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks I'll, for joining me, guys. I'll take it. Okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, actually, uh, now, Jeff, I've actually mentioned you on the podcast before because we watched Hercules together yes, we did. just a few weeks ago. So you have been brought up on the cast, at least. All right. And I and Jim, everyone knows about you because everyone needs a gym. It, well, that's true. That's true. Not true. everyone knows they need a gym, though. But when they, once, they, once they know they know, they, mm-hmm. they know that they never knew it, but they, now they know it. It's true. Yeah. And let's be honest, the a uh, gym mm-hmm. really refers to me. Everyone needs me. <laughs> <laughs> so are, are you, I know at least you're a fan of Hercules, but Jeff, are you a fan of Disney animated movies? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I mean, when you got here today, you were like, I just watched Moana in that voice. It was weird. <laughs> it's, I don't remember it the same way, but yes, I, yeah. I did mention. Agree uh, disagree. Well, having you just know, watched Moana, I'm, I'm usually pretty far behind on, on seeing stuff, but mm-hmm. uh yeah, thoroughly enjoyed fun. it. Yeah, okay. Thoroughly enjoy pretty much every Disney movie I've seen. Okay. So, even Pirates of the Caribbean five that I've seen. Okay, oh, that you've seen. Good. <laughs> that I've Good. seen. There we go. And Jim, are you a, a Disney fan? I did not enjoy Pirates of the Caribbean five. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yes, I am. Okay. Uh, it's like when you when you ask that, it's it's almost kind of hard to say that you are or are not. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you kind of just grew up so ubiquitously with with it in your life, yeah, it's, it's like such a part of same, everyone's lives. That, yeah, like you know, grew up in the eighties. Do you enjoy? Do you enjoy that years. sound that that's always been there? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what it's like without the sound there. Yeah. So 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's a fair point. I'm always surprised when I when I meet people who haven't seen at least a couple of the, especially the classics, mm-hmm. uh, the Renaissance era, which we are, I say we're officially out of a, as we're recording this. This episode goes between Mulan and Tarzan. Now, uh, hardcore Disney fans say Tarzan's the end of the Disney Renaissance. Well, to be determined because we haven't we haven't aired that episode yet. But I say Mulan was so. Well, what's after Tarzan? Uh, well, we get into Atlantis and Dinosaur and Fantasia, Fantasia 2000. 2000. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, okay. I could see Tarzan being in either or both. Perhaps it's the transitional it's the, period. Yeah, it's the kind of the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not what this conversation is about. So, <laughs> uh, so with, with both of you are actually a perfect subjects for the subject matter. You keep flattering us. That we are going to be... That's because I'm about to challenge you. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> and you need to, I need to establish you as trustworthy and likable so oh. that when people start disagreeing with your opinions, <laughs> they're at least like, they were so funny at the beginning, now they're jerks. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, for, any, for you guys and for any of our listeners who might not know, uh, we, uh, a listener posited a question to us earlier in the in this series, uh, probably like the first dozen or so of, of uh, episodes we had watched, and they tweeted at us who we thought would win in a wizard's duel between all the magic magic users up to the film at that point. Uh, since then, we have updated our list as we've gone along with all the magic users in the library so far. And today, we are going to have our second duel of every sorcerer, incantator, that's a word, right? It uh, is. And magic user from Snow White to Mulan. Um, and you two are going to debate, debate to determine who's the champion of this library. Sound fun? It does. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like joy. Uh, I do have a couple of questions before we, we dig into this. Um, so where are they fighting? So uh, our first Wizards duel, we just agreed that they met on a standard American football field and started fighting. So do you guys want that to be the the battle arena because the uh, arena matters an open field do you want to stick with sure. standard open 100? field is good okay yeah okay. all right uh secondly um is this to the death are we gonna have these characters fight to the death how was it how was the first one i don't think we we went out of our way to say oh this this is to the death uh it was just a matter of who would overpower who and how far would they go because uh, we are dealing with heroes and villains here so if we want to fight to the death or to the, the submission or to the defeat. To, to the pain. To the, to pain, the pain. To the pain. <laughs> uh, what would you guys like to do? Well, I actually think, uh, like you said, because there's heroes involved and uh, heroes wouldn't necessarily fight to the death. Mm-hmm. Um, well, oh, I just caught up. I just realized why you asked that question because that could be a weakness of theirs. Yeah. Aha! Uh-huh, see, okay, I'm catching up. You can take that into an account. That, uh, take that <laughs> yeah. into account then, while we're while you have these people face mm. off, because there are heroes on here who have killed. Sure. So, I, I suppose we'll see when the matchup happens. I, I guess, yeah. To determine yeah. how the fights end. Okay. Sure. Uh, and then the last question I want to ask for you guys is: there are a couple characters on here that may need to handicap or to be disqualified <laughs> um, if they are too powerful to thus negate the entire point of this. Um, should we disqualify them? Should we create a handicap? 
I say this because there are gods on this list. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I like the idea of uh, you're, 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 om- you're almost got there on your own. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you're suggesting a second weight class. Yeah. So I, I've randomized these brackets. So I put all 32 characters onto this list. I randomized it. I generated the bracket. We're going tournament style with no buys, single elimination. Sure. Um, but there may be some matchups on here where you're like, oh, come on. Now, now there there will be some some way to determine which version of these characters we're looking at because some of these characters' abilities are altered over okay. the course of their films. Sure. So uh, we'll do our best to keep it to the Disney Animation Library as they as these characters are known. But when we come to those little hiccups, we will converse about it. All right? You ready, Jeff? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. You ready, Jim? I'm here. Uh, <laughs> ready is a, a status that I... Uh, uh, always try to live. get rid of that. Get rid of that. I was going to be super clever, and then it, uh, it did not. So that answers the question. I'm not ready. You're not ready. Not but, ready but at all. Now you're ready. Nope. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll just jump right in. So the first matchup we're going to. This is a very lopsided matchup, and uh, here we go. We have Hades, Lord of the Underworld of Greek or Roman mythology. Uh, though he is a god, he does display. He does not display much physical prowess. He relies more on manipulation and the work of his demon minions. Uh, in mythology, however, Hades is one of the most powerful Greek gods. He's rivaled only by his brothers Zeus and Poseidon. Uh, he's able to lock souls into um, uh, curses that he controls, and he can uh, uh, condemn people to an eternity in the underworld. So that is Hades as we know him within Hercules. And he's going up against Peter Pan. Not exactly a magic Mm. wielder. He is immortal. Peter can fly without any assistance from pixie dust. And he can travel through time and space at will. So, Hades versus Peter Pan. Begin. Peter Pan can travel through time? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He can, uh, if, uh, for those who may not have ever read Peter Pan or are aware of the mythology, all this has happened before. Way to, way to call again. me out. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's for the, <laughs> there are listeners as well who did not realize that Peter Pan could travel through time and space. But he can. Um, the first line in the book Peter Pan is, all this has happened before and it will happen again. Is, nope. that, is that said in the movie? Like, are we, are we limiting ourselves to movie canon? Um not necessarily. Uh, okay. I'm I'm a, I'm allowing some breathing room in terms of what the movies offer versus what the mythology offers. I okay. will cut it off on some aspects. Uh, Peter Pan does show himself capable of being immortal and traveling through time and space in that he, and now listeners of this will be shocked sure. that I'm even referencing this, but the sequel, he goes and gets Jane, um, uh-huh. his daughter. So, um <laughs> <laughs> Sequels are usually off the table for me, but I'm willing to stretch this for the sake of this fight. Okay. Otherwise, Hades would just wipe the floor with Peter Pan. Sure. So, we got the swashbuckling, flying fairy boy versus the Lord of the Underworld. What do you think? Lord of the Underworld. Ooh, got straight-up call-out here for Hades. Well, uh, we got a whole bunch of things to get through, so I think I'll put up a fight on every single one. <laughs> okay. Uh, could one argue that one of Peter Pan's abilities is the ability to defy authority figures? He, he, yes, he certainly. And is, could one argue that Hades is an authority figure? Even, even going so far as Hades is kind of comparable to Captain Hook in the, his, un, he's in, his instability. 
And if Peter can do sure. anything to Captain Hook, it's drive him bananas. And Hades can lose his crap all the time, right? Like yeah. he, he just, oh, keep it together, Hades. Keep it cool, right? So that is a power towards Peter that he would be able to irritate <laughs> Hades. Yeah. And Hades has proven himself irritable. Got some gifts for you guys to look at to, to help you determine oh. what's happening here. You see, he's there. There, he's losing his, <laughs> he's losing, losing his, his top, and <laughs> Pete's just you so know what, flipping what, a dagger. What, uh, what degree would you say that factors into things when Hades can just burn Peter Pan alive? Um, Peter's pretty slash sad. do any number of <laughs> cosmic well, type god level stuff. Now, true, that is true. That that Hades mytho- uh, through his mythology is capable of doing some pretty awful things but uh now i will limit it down i will pare him down to the hades we've seen in hercules itself sure he seems far more limited in his abilities than historically or mythologically he would have so he might not be as powerful as the god hercules or the god hades would be but how would one how would peter even defeat this this guy i mean stab him i mean what is he gonna he would have to trick him into falling in the underworld like hercules did right yeah, I mean that's that's the only thing we're given in the movie as far as what you would use to defeat someone like Hades. He's, mm-hmm. He can't can't really die, per se. Jim, you I I don't know that Peter Pan can die <laughs> either. He's well, he's already at at the very least uh, immortal as far as aging goes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've never seen him get injured. If I may draw from the text again, he does almost die uh, by drowning. Uh, you're not allowed. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, this is my show. This is my show. Because <laughs> uh, Peter is about to die in the books. He's about to drown, and he decides that the greatest adventure would be to live, and that willpower to live is what gets him, pull him up by his bootstraps to survive nearly drowning and dying. Wait. So... He doesn't die. He does. He, he he decides to not be injured. Is what you're saying? He decides to live. He decides. Is Peter going to beat Hades? <laughs> we got to vote for Hades over here, and so, I think you're leaning. So towards- Hades, Hades decides decides to <laughs> set Peter on fire, <laughs> and then Peter's on fire, and then decides I don't want to be on fire anymore, <laughs> and stops being on fire. <laughs> so does does Peter win? I mean, how? Does- uh, See that uh, again? That's a hard one because Peter's notion of winning mm-hmm. is really just to perpetually antagonize, yeah. and that is what vi- he 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 basically upset. He would upset Hades. Go, I won. Fly back to his uh, 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 his uh, hidey hole, his right? hammock. Yeah. Wait till tomorrow and come do it again. <laughs> so so Hades is actually a, a perfect replacement for Captain Hook. Is yeah, what you're saying. I am. And he's more magical. So who wins in that scenario? Peter wins just by the fact that he gets to be in an eternal battle with Hades. Is what yeah, you're saying. which which is the only thing he's ever wanted. Right. So so Jeff, what Jim's saying here is that Hades could probably defeat Peter, except for the fact that Peter wants this to go on forever. So great sure. first match, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, but you're a fan of Hades. I am. I'm a fan of Hades too, and I, I know all Jeffs are fan of Hades. <laughs> Um, so, so I'm, I'm. I, I would, I would say, the, I would uh, say that card, if all cards are on the table. Hades isn't allowing this to go on forever. He's, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna end it. He's gonna end it. Oh, Jim. 
the thinking is happening. The wheels I can, I can, I can somewhat respect the magical ambiguity that we're giving Peter Pan here, but, but it's still a god. Cards, a, cards on the table. Hades overpowers Peter Pan. I, I would ask you this, Jim: Is Peter Pan an imp? Is that would that be fair to say that he's an imp of sorts? Ah, uh, like the figurative definition. Trying to to pin Peter Pan to um, oh, you know the what? the classical definition of imp isn't really. I figured fair. out. I figured out how Hades would defeat him. He'd recruit him. Hmm. Hades wouldn't yeah. try to kill him because he'd just be annoyed. He'd figure out a way to manipulate Peter into working for him. Because that's what he did to Hercules. That's what he did to his to Meg. That's Hades' true power: is that he can trick everyone. That he can manipulate people to corrupt. To corrupt them, yeah. And Peter is corruptible. Yeah, I think Hades wins. Okay. Yeah, just on that. Just I, on the fact that now Peter works for Hades. Sure. So if you guys need to pull a wild card on the next <laughs> Hades fight, he's got Peter as a sidekick. We're, we're creating a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm giving it to Hades. I'm giving it to Hades. All right. So let's move on to the next matchup. Okay, boom. All right, so ugh, this one should be quick. <laughs> All right, coming in next, the three stone gargoyles from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. In confidence of Quasimodo, they are made of stone and appear to be bound to their home in Notre Dame. Though they turn into stone in the presence of nearly uh, all others, they are able to participate in the Battle of the Cathedral, even taking out many of the attackers. Their abilities also appear to be uh, able to use cartoon contextual-based powers, such as reaching behind your back and pulling out a frying pan. Versus Grandmother Willow from Pocahontas. The soul of Pocahontas' grandmother captured and contained in a willow tree, which appears to be the extent of her magical powers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So a bunch of wise-cracking gargoyles who may or may not be trapped in a tower versus a tree woman who is trapped in her tree who are wins. they are they trapped in the cathedral may or may not be there's no indication okay. of whether or not they can leave the cathedral assuming they're not then tree it. trees make for mighty good perching spots yeah yeah so i would say off the bat that they just win by perching on her <laughs> and they're gonna talk Till the end of her days and annoy the crap out of her. <laughs> Another annoying, so. annoy to defeats. <laughs> to the pain? No, to the annoyance. <laughs> uh, Jim, do you dis- do you think uh, gargoyles trump I based sentient on, tree? Based on those descriptions, mm-hmm. yeah, the gargoyles win. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Because at the very least, we need to be able to transport them to the battlefield. Yeah. Thus, it is assumed that we can do that. It's not that they cease functioning mm-hmm. uh, when removed from... Uh, Notre Dame. I mean, what's the what's the argument for grandmother? For Willow? grandmother, the, Willow, the, 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 her, the argument her, is we her, gotta be missing something, <laughs> right? <laughs> she literally perhaps is no her help. like she has no foresight. She has no omniscience. She just very wise, she right? Can ju- yeah, she, I mean, and, could you, and even at that might, point, she's not very wise. Might she be sure. like one of the old gods from Game of Thrones? No, she's. She's, she's, a, she's, a, she's, she's, she's she's a tree. A, she's a face in a tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's. She's I mean, tree. maybe that's some spoilers for Game of Thrones, but <laughs> she's Pocahontas' yeah, mom's mom. Yeah, without without trying to uh, uh, magic up some of our own powers for her and yeah. suppose things, mm-hmm. the gargoyles I think pretty much have this. Okay, so gargoyles for the win. All right, so next up, Pan's fairy sidekick, Tinkerbell. Uh, Tink has her pixie powers, which appear to be super strength and the ability to empower others to fly. And she's going up against three other fairies. 
Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether from Sleep, uh, Sleeping Beauty. Uh, Princess Aurora's uh, protectors, these three women, have several powerful abilities, including size manipulation, flight, transfiguration, and the ability to bless other peoples and objects with powers and traits. Tinkerbell, the young, youthful pixie girl, versus these three old ladies. Who wins this fight? Now, Sleeping Beauty, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Long time it's ago. Been a, it's time been a while. You may forget that these three are kind of idiots. <laughs> I do want to put well, that out as a detriment, as a, and I'm not trying, I'm not pulling for Tinkerbell. Sure. Or that I'm just laying down the facts here, because Tinkerbell's weakness is her jealousy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, fairy versus fairies. Youth versus age. Uh, uh, well, honestly, just based on the power list, because I'm assuming our combatants know the the stakes that they're being put into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the biddies win. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to I mean it's tough to make an argument for Tinkerbell when mm-hmm. uh, the three just really seem to have greater powers uh, based on the universes that they're in and mm-hmm. how their powers are defined. Uh, and you know, three. There's, three is, three three is greater one, than yeah. one. Yeah. Um, uh, even being able to go down to Tinkerbell's size, they, they don't have to, but they mm-hmm. could. Um, I think the Tinkerbell would have speed on her side. Yeah. And physical strength, which she does prove to have. But other than that. And as, as bumbling as they may be, that, uh, I don't know if you can outfly magic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's go on to the next matchup then, which I just accidentally closed the window. So. All right. Uh, let's go over here. Boom. Okay. All right. So next up, this one might take some discussion here. So first up, the most powerful of the Greek gods, Zeus himself. He has a number of powers. Most famously, he can chuck and wield lightning bolts. He can also control the weather, causing rain and huge storms. Additionally, he created Pegasus out of clouds. Okay. We may need to handicap him because he is literally the god of the gods, right? versus the blue fairy from Pinocchio. Um, This benevolent and angelic fairy uses her magic to turn a puppet into a living being and then into a real boy. Zeus versus the blue fairy. Now, is the blue fairy an angel? No, it does say she's a fairy. Um, Where does she draw her power from? We don't know. Uh, Could be from two different mythologies. Okay. So this is one of those situations where we may need to handicap Zeus. Has Zeus ever told a lie i well i mean historically (laughs) yes the yes he has the the conviction Mm -hmm. that he would feel in the face of the blue fairy Mm -hmm. she could she could lay some some pretty pretty hard truths a hard some hard wisdom on him yeah if he's uh if he's got any character flaws Mm -hmm. Uh, now if we look think consider zeus from hercules itself he is uh, you know, he does not appear to be the Zeus of mythology, which is the. That's the one I'm more going off of, <laughs> and uh, this this matchup goes several strange ways. Certainly not as benevolent <laughs> so, as. So you're saying there's a there's the another child at the end of this situation yeah, if you yeah. go from classic and, Zeus, and then you got to go back to the the classic Zeus versus Hera again, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, the Blue Fairy versus Hera, as it yeah. actually usually if turned out. Harry would, Hera would be pretty upset. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, this Zeus is uh, monogamous to Hera. Okay. Uh, to well, the point that Hercules is yeah. actually Hera and Zeus's child. Not, oh, that's a, a not a demigod. Hercules. So he's not. He, he's a full-on 
God? Well, we'll get to that when we get to Hercules. Okay. That's... Uh, so, handicapping him that he's not the a-hole Zeus from right. mythology. He's actually a little more grandfatherly. Uh, when it comes down to fighting Her- uh, Hades at the end of Hercules, he doesn't need assistance. Like, he's not taking him on himself. Yeah. With God's help. Uh, oh, it is his brother. Yeah. So It's going to be comparable powers. And the god, them gods are weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm the god of all of you. But, I mean, what, you are, know, what are we defining we're Blue Fairy's powers as? Well, the, Animation? Well, the, yeah, she does... Uh, and, and kind <laughs> wisdom? Right. Um, she does appear out of the clear blue. No pun intended, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she's able to uh, magic objects into existence because she does give... Uh, she makes clothes for Jiminy Cricket and bestows him with a, a medal that sh- shows he's a conscience. Um, she's able to appear anywhere because um, she f- finds Pinocchio. Um, she can tell he's lying. She's able to bring life to a puppet, both making him animate and actually turning him into a living, breathing boy. Well, Zeus, Zeus can do all that, too. True. He made, he made Pegasus out of out clouds. Of clouds. <laughs> So is the Blue Fairy not staying a chance against the the big dog over here? I think, I mean... I'm trying you to can, find I something. think you can speculate, but I think Zeus is the pretty clear, clear yeah. winner here. Okay. Jim, do you need... His, 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 his raw power no, level is yeah. just too great. Yeah, I, I think the... Yeah. E- even, even limiting Zeus to the Zeus from Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. He is still He's extremely powerful. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um... That may not be the end of the Blue Fairy, though. That'll be a discussion as we get down the line here. Next up, a matchup. Uh, all right, here we go. Mad Madam Mim from The Sword in the Stone. Uh, Mad Madam Mim is a witch determined to hold the title as the greatest sorcerer of them all, whose powers quite possibly rival Merlin himself. Overconfidence, nevertheless, proves her biggest flaw. She holds a firm grasp on all witchcraft and has metamorphosis, invisibility, shape-shifting, size-changing, and terrible breath. And she's going up against the sea witch herself, Ursula, the, man- the manipulative sea witch and the sinister sister of King Triton. She uses her, po- her potions and spells to trap merfolk into lifelong contracts. She has proven herself capable of many forms of magic, including, tra- including transfiguring herself into alternate forms and sizes. Ursula versus Mim. Two badass B-words. Who's the winner? Is this Ursula with a trident or without a trident? Do, do you think she would need the trident to go up against Mim? I think she on, was only able to become large, like the, 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 the gigantic size, yeah. because she had the trident. Okay, okay. So she would not have been able to accomplish that feat of her ability without mm-hmm. the trident in hand. Okay. Do we want to give her the trident to go up against Mim? Uh, let's say we argue for it without the trident, mm-hmm. and then maybe we can. Okay, I actually think it doesn't do matter. A, a I think either two. one Mim wins. Mim's win- I, Mim wins. You're yeah, you're getting ahead, and I want to make <laughs> yeah. some points here, but <laughs> all right, yeah, that's, you that's wanna, probably going to be my this one. We're done. Move on. Decision as well. <laughs> I mean, it's Ursula's powers are are very you know traditional, mysterious spell type. Things and there's a lot of wielder. Yeah, there's a lot of ambiguity. There's a lot of um, I want to say her 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 spells and powers are so drawn out and and 
I mean, it's, I'm it's gonna like, have this very like ritual contract. I'm gonna have this magic. very large ritual to to <laughs> yeah. steal a girl's voice. R- ritual where contract magic. <laughs> Mim is is very you know, bam bam bam. Like she's nuts. She's too. just yeah. got power coming out of everywhere and uh, very just you know, change into whatever. She can change into any animal creature before she changes into a dragon. Um, Uh, And she rivals Merlin. She held her own against Merlin. And, uh, yeah. Spoiler. Going to give this to to Mim. Ursula Ursula got stabbed by a boat. And, uh, (laughs) really, I mean. (laughs) It was an angry boat. A boat. Very very angry boat. Very angry boat. If you give her the trident, I I still think Mim wins. Because that's when she was stabbed by a boat. She yeah, if any of anything, <laughs> by the yeah, if anything, she was less powerful. By the with power that. of Grayskull. All right, so uh, Mim, Mim for the win. Yeah, over Ursula. Yes, over, I do like Ursula. Yeah, yeah. She's, there are many. She's Ursula very, would she's very maniacal. Mim she's, is just not one great villain, but Mim wipes the floor with her. <laughs> the right. sea floor. The sea floor. <laughs> and next up, oh okay, we are we are oh, okay. Here we go. Okay, next up, we have the strongest of all mortals and even stronger than many of the gods, Hercules. The deciding factor in the triumphant victory of the Olympians over the Titans and Hades, he is the last mortal son of Zeus and Hera, though externally driven and heroic, offsetting his strength is his lower intelligence, easily tricked by a pair of goo-goo eyes. Uh, also, his magical animal sidekick, Pegasus, we will allow him to... I'm going to allow him to have Pegasus in this fight because he's going to need all the help he can get. Phenomenal cosmic power! And itty bitty living space, the only known limitations of the genie are his inability to make people fall in love, kill anyone, and his dislike of bringing people back from the dead. I don't like doing it, so don't ask! Other than that, his powers appear to be limitless, stretching beyond time and space. Hercules versus Genie. Before we start, do we need to handicap the Genie? Uh, probably, yes. Hercules. Okay, we could go post-lamp Genie. Oh, that's still, that's not enough. <laughs> He's still too powerful? He still has all his powers. It's, Hercules, Hercules is very strong and has a superior fighting skill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he's with Pegasus. He can fly. Um... But he's going up against trained by one of the greatest hero trainers of all time. But he's going up against <laughs> someone who's you know established very literally has phenomenal cosmic power. Okay, so and and now, now worry about the genie. Is the genie just going to be across the board unstoppable? Like just he's even, he's a heavy hitter for sure. Even and I would, think of the ones I would we, expect him yeah. to to go the distance. Very, very, That's a Hercules uh, pun. <laughs> you know you know what would defeat the genie? What's that? Ritual contract magic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, now, here's the thing. Because it's Hercules, he wouldn't be able to do this. But if it were another character who might have the wits about them to get the lamp, mm-hmm. they could defeat the oh, genie. Oh, I see. Right? I don't think Her- That's why I'm even going to give Hercules his his lack of intelligence. Sure. <laughs> not that he's an, a complete idiot, but he's well, not the sharpest tool in the shed. I mean, you'd have to go post-lamp genie to even have him fight anybody, right? Otherwise, he's bound by whoever his current master is. That's his. That would be his one handicap, then. Okay. That the, that well, if the then lamp in, is available... 
Well, then in that case, he loses against everyone. If they're smart enough to get the lamp. What a strange... Well, but he's why, more powerful he with be... the lamp, but he's okay. bound by it. Well, now here, how has he been summoned in our combat to fight? I get. Oh, jeez, that that might be a question not worth asking then, because that breaks it. Yeah. Well, which is why you then would have to go post, post lamp. Okay, so post lamp. Then and, there's now, no and now he's it. and now he's you know, uh, freakazoid. <laughs> he's he's unstoppable. Okay, so then before we 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 proceed with this matchup, do we need to we, do we need to disqualify the genie? Would, is there is there any way to defeat the genie in your mind? Uh, other godlike characters. Okay, so we can leave um, them on the board for now. Sure. Uh, wow, it's really kind of weird. I'm I'm actually thinking a lot of the people who we've already said lost mm-hmm. would defeat him. Like I think the blue fairy would have powers comparable to him. She wasn't as flashy and uh, uh, goofy as him, but she, I I think she showed the potential of having okay. similar po- powers. Let's let's keep the genie on the board then. What do you think, Jeff? Sorry, Herc. Yeah. Yep. Genie. From hero to zero. That was another Hercules pun for you. Did you like it? I'm looking at you, Jeff. I I got it. <laughs> I I won't okay. comment on whether or not Movie I liked on. it. We're getting into some uh, lesser lesser gods here or lesser <laughs> ma- magic users here. Jose Carioca. Who? Donald Duck's Brazilian friend from Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros possessing standard cartoon abilities, including drawing contextual items from the clear blue. Versus Mushu the Dragon, scrawny, tiny, orange, accented Chinese dragon with slight flame-spitting abilities. Chinese dragons traditionally symbolize potent and auspicious powers, particularly control over water, rainfall, typhoons, and floods. The dragon is also the symbol of peace and strength and good luck for people who are worthy of it. It is not clear if Mushu has any of these abilities. He is, however, asked to wake up the ancestors and the great dragon with a tiny little gong. Cartoon magic versus tiny dragon. That, that could actually lead to a, an effective immortality and, and an, an effective invulnerability. Being using cartoon? Yeah. Okay. Um... Because I really want to side with the dragon, but if you if you say that it's cartoon abilities like that, that can withstand a whole lot of stuff. All right, if we're gonna go that far, though, if I mean if we're gonna agree that cartoon ability is an ability, then I want to put it in the the his power level is based on his popularity. We're going Tiny Toons rules. Uh, if that's the case, uh, I can confidently say Mushu. Yep, you're gonna go Mushu. You're both gonna if that's the you? if that's the case, then yeah. Well, I don't. I didn't mean to handicap him so much. You're <laughs> like erase him, because you have to also keep in mind Mushu has like no strength. He shoots a little bit of spi- uh, of fire. He's, I do keep thinking, but he's a dragon, so like the, the potential's there, and he'll grow into it. But mm-hmm. the fight isn't later; it's now. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. They're both goofy dudes, that's for sure. Um, and Jose Carioca is very famous south of the border. He may not be famous to us uh, Americans. Sure. Um, but well, you did, did put him on a, an American football field. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a football field. Football. Football. Uh, uh, now you're you are, you are swaying my uh, opinion now, mm-hmm. Jeff. What do you think? I mean, are you sticking with Mushu the Dragon. You're gonna go cartoon. It magic? really it really depends on how powerful 
Jose is based on his, if we're basing it on popularity. Look how you confident know. he is spinning that umbrella. I mean, contextual cartoon powers are basically limitless. True. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, if, if we're assuming his popularity is at a level where, you know, you would expect him to have powers similar to Bugs Bunny or mm-hmm. whoever, then yeah, I would put him over Mushu. I'm going to go with Jose then. You're going to stick with Jose? I think so. All right. He'll, we'll see if he lasts any much longer than that. I kind of Context, figured... Contextual cartoon nonsense beats <laughs> very weak dragon powers. True. But I, I don't know if cartoon ca- contextual nonsense, as you call it, uh, is going to go up against like a serious threat bad guy. Like, that won't. Unless they're flappable, such as sure. Hades. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So he's he remains in the tournament. I think this next fight is a quick one. Okay. First, we're going Yensid, the sorcerer Yensid from Fantasia, whose abilities are not entirely clear, but he is clearly very powerful. With his hats, his untrained and un- his un- with his hats, his untrained and unworthy apprentice is able to bring a broom to life, a broom that became an unstoppable self-replicating force of nature. So Yensid from Sorcerer's Apprentice, mm-hmm. right? versus Rafiki from Lion King. I had thirty-two seeds to fill. <laughs> I needed one more guy. (laughs) Rafiki doesn't necessarily display any magic. Uh, He's more of a shaman and a medicine man with the abilities to heal with medicines. He is also somewhat of a philosopher and um, uh, with the possible ability to see the afterlife and communicate with the dead. Though this is also speculative, he is shown ability in martial arts. Yensid. Yensid. (laughs) Yensid. Sorry, Rafiki. Uh, I told you that would be a quick one. Poor little, poor little monkey. Uh, okay, another quick fight. Um, magic carpet, possibly immortal. Carpet is sentient, though silent. He can fly at near speed of light, as shown through traveling around the world in one night on a whim of his master, Aladdin. Versus Merlin. Do I need to explain Merlin? Mentor of Arthur, Sword in the Stone, Merlin is immensely powerful wizard, albeit a touch absent-minded. He can travel through time and space, shapeshift, and is no and knows of future technology and events with the ability of foresight. A carpet versus Merlin. Is there anything that carpet can do to Merlin that would even be remotely crippling? Merlin might find him. He could. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if we're putting him in a fight. I'm. I'm. Uh, just remind me. Was Merlin in any way limited to somatic components, uh, hand gestures? Uh, he had to speak. He had to, he had to s- speak. Yeah, and he did. Ha- and he does have a wand. All right, speak. Because uh, I was thinking, uh, carpet could wrap him up to the point that he couldn't. He couldn't speak. He couldn't. Well, he couldn't use his hands. Okay. But I guess he could muffle him. But I. Uh, uh, I for whatever reason I would. I feel that that wouldn't be enough. Yeah. Like if Merlin can still even just mutter, like pick up this, pick up this, pick up this. Yeah, just like yeah, yeah. To what to what end does you know muttering yeah. affect his ability to cast a spell or not? Uh, I I believe not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, I'm going I'm going with Merlin on this. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I f- Carpet. I f- I You're a good guy. Much. Carpet's great. He's a cute character. But, I mean, uh, really, he would probably just be fascinated by him and. Use him as a I use some sort uh, of mechanical device. His tower. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! is just watching the whole time. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. All right, so next fight we have a guardian angel 
Johnny's Angel from Johnny Appleseed, the movie Melody Time, is uh, uh, one of the hashtag package films. Johnny's Angel shows the abilities of standard ghostly entities, flight, teleportation, transfiguration, and intangibility. And this angel is going up against a couple of devils. Pain and Panic, a pair of pint-sized imps and minions to Hades. They can perfectly transfigure into any form of their choosing at will, including human beatings. They appear to be indestructible, though they can sustain injury and pain. Angel does, versus devils. Does how much I hate pain and panic <laughs> factor into their power level? Uh, no, sorry. Ugh. They they are as powerful whether you like them or not. All right. <laughs> Bobcat, the power of Bobcat Goldthwait cannot win you over, Jeff? No? No? Okay, he's shaking his head. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am unfamiliar with uh, the uh, the minion characters, the okay. the, the pain and panic Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're they're Um, very bumbling shape-shifting imps they're servants to hades they work they work for hades and hercules they can um but they can transform themselves into any shape or form Hmm. so um yeah still go with the angel angel can become uh uh, can can do things that any shape or form isn't going to like pain and panic are very base level henchmen intangible and doesn't mean much (laughs) <laughs> or d- doesn't mean that much can be done to you. All right. Uh, okay. So next up on the on the, uh, the the fighting field here is actually a pretty good map up, matchup here. We have got two horned evildoers. The horned king from the Black Cauldron, outwardly arrogant and narcissistic, desiring to become a god among mortal men. His abilities do not appear to be natural. Needing the Black Cauldron to unleash an army of deathless warriors dubbed the cauldron born the horn king has a vast army of trolls and dragons at his disposal however he's going up against someone else who has an army of trolls and uh, dragons at her disposal the dark fairy and mistress of all evil maleficent who curses a baby out of spite because she wasn't invited to a birthday party has the ability to shapeshift into a dragon and is the only character in the Disney library to openly draw upon the powers of hell. Horn King versus Maleficent. Powers of hell, really? She calls upon the powers of hell in the movie. Yeah. It's dark. Yeah. It's a different time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't hear that in Frozen, which is funny because in Han Christian Andersen's Frozen, uh, the Ice Queen, that's his only story where a character openly draws from the power of hell. Hmm. It's the the troll in the story, not Elsa. But wouldn't one argue that Hades controls the power of, well, at least that the, mythology the is hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could argue that, but uh, it's not. But that's not what we're doing right we're now. We're going up against yeah, Horn right. King versus Maleficent here. Gotcha. Um, they should date. They they'd be happy together. It'd be yeah. She they look like they're meant need. for each other. Uh, I'm, I'm unfortunately my. Uh, Lack of familiarity with either. I know them, right? I've, I've seen course. both yeah. the movies. Yeah, I'm just yeah. not familiar enough uh, right now with them. Uh, handicaps me to the point that I just got to go with the Tiny Toon logic, and I would say Maleficent. Maleficent. <laughs> Jeff, you, are, are you fr- at least familiar with Maleficent? I'm sure you are. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you familiar with Black Cauldron and the Horned King? I am not. If there's any power to, be, to, to, to lean towards the Horned King's favor, he is voiced by John Hurt. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that give them an edge? Consideration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have. They sure are like very. Hurt. They uh, I mean, he basically has an undead army at his command. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. did you say Maleficent does as well? She does have I, trolls yeah. and, and minions to herself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Maleficent. Like, on it, this like one. if if anything, I feel like Maleficent would wipe the Horn King out and then recruit all of her, all of his minions to herself, and then she'd have the cauldron. Take the cauldron. I, yeah. The the Horned King has never given me game over after game over in Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> so I'm gonna give this one to Maleficent. Yeah. Sorry, John Hurts. Rest in peace. Okay. Ooh, I be, this is this is a matchup I've been looking forward to here. Next up, Jafar, the royal vizier to the sultan. Jafar has a magic staff he can use to hypnotize, hypnotize others. An understanding of very complex magic, which he uses to look through time and space to uncover the cave of wonders. A master of disguise and clearly unstable, power hungry, and a madman. Also, a pretty solid punster. But he is going up against an interesting contender, Beast's Enchantress from Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Hmm. Now, this, this is going to play, play into a, a fan theory. Uh, the Enchantress is a shapeshifter, uh, who, a shapeshifting Enchantress who is able to not just alter a boy into a beast, cursing him to live his life in that form, but transfigures an entire castle of subjects into animate objects and wipe the memory of the castle and its ruler from an entire land. Additionally, she also bestows Beast with a magic mirror that he can see anywhere he'd like. I have a, one additional thing to add to this, but first, what do you guys feel about this matchup? So we're going with Vizier Jafar, <coughs> Vizier, not Genie yeah. Jafar. V- Vizier Jafar, yeah. Okay. Um, so so not, he does not have the lamp. Okay. Okay. So Jafar is, you know, pretty standard low to mid-level magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his primary thing is hypnotizing people with his staff, uh, hey, which is required. It's, that, it's a classic, right? If it works. If he doesn't, yeah, if he, doesn't have his, if he doesn't have his staff, he can't hypnotize people. Mm-hmm. Um, the Enchantress's powers... Uh, defined as you defined them yeah based, are, based on what we see in the film yeah they're you know they're still they're they're a lot more ambiguous than jafar who's yes. you know a clearly defined his powers are pretty clearly defined mm-hmm. um actually yeah just just based on uh, uh ambitions of one compared to what the other shows they can do uh i would say the enchantress would would win because if jafar had abilities that could compete at all <laughs> his job would have been much easier, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's a very yeah. good point. Um, yeah, he had to. He sure had to put a lot of work into trying to do what. Yeah, he had to, and did have the genie under his command it's at true. one point. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give this to the enchantress. Okay, cool. Jafar, <laughs> Jafar had every opportunity and, and <laughs> still failed. And if he if he had the powers that the enchantress did, his his job would have been a lot easier. All right. So you're giving you, it to the enchantress at that. Yep. At that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you okay, did cool. say you had well this, something you wanted to add. This is something I want you guys to. I'm giving it to the enchantress for the win, but I want sure. you to consider this for the future matchups here. There is a chance that the enchantress from Beauty and the Beast is the blue fairy. This is the the fan theory that you mentioned yes, earlier. This is the mm. fan theory. Think of what she what she sure. does in as the blue fairy in Pinocchio versus what the enchantress does to Beast. It's both a morality lesson uh, spell, 
She's transfiguring things from inanimate to animate. She's altering things into human beings, and, and it's very similar what these two women do. So there is a potential that the Blue Fairy is still in the game. Well, that, that, that brings up a whole tangent of, of wanting to know th- uh, uh, this supposed Blue Fairy's <laughs> chronology. Mm-hmm. Which came first, Pinocchio or Beauty and the Beast, then? Because they are, like, I, I mean, I, if you want a quick Google search on when the time periods are, yeah. I could do that real quick. Um, but you'd have to I, I'm just, I'm just wondering about <laughs> the sophistication of, of her, of her uh, magic lessons, because the, the servants in Beauty and the Beast, I don't know that they deserved to be turned into animate uh, that wasn't very uh, nice. Objects, yeah. <laughs> okay. This might be an might be an older version. She's grown bitter in her yeah. old age. Yeah. Or 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 a younger version where she's like, oh, that was the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe could go that way. Could go that way too. Instead of turning a a, a very uh, conscionable moral person into a cricket to accompany this living puppet. Yeah. Let's just turn a cricket into a, a moral conscionable being to mm-hmm. follow him right mm-hmm. that i i think that's that's a step up if you put them in that order yeah but yeah, do i guess it, do guess it de- <laughs> depends on the order that you yeah. so, so as long as you <laughs> establish the chronology you're okay agreeing that this might still be the blue fairy because she was honestly earlier honestly on. either way it just establishes uh uh the evolution of her mood i okay. guess so if if you her would temperament. like to know beauty and the beast the animated movie does take place around 1740 according mm-hmm. to to the Disney wiki whereas uh, Pinocchio is set in the 1900s hmm. so that would mean that she was not very benevolent in Beauty yeah, and the just, Beast just kind of blanketed her power <laughs> everywhere <laughs> enchantment 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 <laughs> and then she grew up and decided to be nicer about it huh. so right. like no reason well, Geppetto so. needs to be turned into something in this scenario <laughs> All right, so we're giving it to the Enchantress now. I'll let you guys decide. Uh, you guys can digest on that if you want to sure. go with her being the Blue Fairy or not. And we'll move on to the next matchup in the mix here. Another devil of sorts, Cernabog from Fantasia, the beast of Bald Mountain fame. The Russian, Russian mythological entity summons an, an, an army of undead, though he is quickly contained by the dawn. And he is going head-to-head with... King Triton, Greek demigod, brother of Poseidon, king of Atlantica, and lord of the sea, he wields the ability to control the oceans, blast energies from his Triton, and manipulate the weather, and he's able to turn mermaids into humans. Cernabog versus King Triton. Hang on. King Triton is the brother of Poseidon? Yes. Poseidon is the brother of Zeus? Yes. Therefore, King Triton is the brother of yeah, you know, maybe they had different parents <laughs> all right fair enough oh all the only information we have <laughs> is that he is the brother of, of poseidon okay cousin of yeah. poseidon brother of poseidon he's related to poseidon right. in some fashion all right we will not do this no he's he's uh removed Z- zeus was a. Uh, I don't know what to tell you i would i would like to give triton uh more credit here like mm-hmm. oh he could call upon an army of merfolk yeah, yeah and he probably could but really he just seems more about the pageantry than actual he does make uh, his whole military force and all of his daughters perform a show about his greatness for all the kingdom to watch <laughs> yeah so you're not wrong about pageantry that's for sure 
He could have just grounded Ariel, but like, I'm going to destroy yeah. your cove of things! <laughs> Ariel! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give it, I'm giving it to... Uh, Cernabog here? Cernabog, yeah. Jeff, how do you feel about Triton that sounds, versus Cernabog? Yeah, that sounds good. You going to the devil here? Yep. Yeah? All yes. right. Okay. Did, right did, we, did we choose poorly? No, I'm just surprised that you guys are deciding so quickly. Okay. Well, we spent a lot of time on Peter we, Pan in <laughs> Hades. <so>. <laughs> it's <laughs> hard to support Triton after after Jim badmouthed him so much. <laughs> All right. Uh, 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 okay, so next up we have the coachman from Pinocchio. This bad dude has been shown the ability to alter very beans of young boys into donkeys and also showed signs of potential demonic possession versus Henwen the pig. Though on her surface, an ordinary pig, Henwen possesses ocular powers. She can look into a f- into flames and provide uh, prophetic predictions or precognition of the future inspired by the gods as much of a form of divination. The devilish coachman versus a pig. The dude likes animals. I have a feeling this pig doesn't stand a chance. Would she still have her powers if she was turned into a donkey? Well, I mean, how good are her powers to see? Hey, I can see that this evil coachman is going to skewer me. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't yeah? Wouldn't it be uh, essentially the um, the gift of foresight and knowing what's going to happen in the future, knowing what could happen in the future, uh, is potentially very powerful. Okay. How powerful if you're a pig, though? <laughs> like her, her, her visions are very accurate. This is from the Black Cauldron. If, if I'm a pig in a pen and I can see my future of being slaughtered for food, yeah. So now you. What know, can I do about that as a pig? Get out of that pen. Henwin does run away quite a bit in Black Cauldron. She's a slippery pig. Yeah. Yeah. I remember liking that movie. I think I need to watch it again. Watch that movie. And then I'll have to do this all over again. And no, you'll just be <laughs> like, "Wow, there's so much wasted potential in this movie. They should remake it." Fantastic. Uh, it sounds like sounds like you give a lot of respect to to pig's potential i what no what? i'm just moderating here what a pig what a pig <laughs> what a pig uh, some some pig uh, that's some, some pig. that's some pig are you guys gonna give it a pig over the coachman here <laughs> i really I mean, want to uh no the coachman's pretty he could potentially be a demon look at what yeah. he does to his yeah. face here he's like i'm a devil I'm not rooting for the coachman. I'm just saying I'm surprised you guys are so on the pig's side here. <laughs> I'm just trying to entertain the thought. But <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll give it to the coachman. Yeah. Coachman it so. is. Okay, cool. The evil witch, Snow White's stepmother from Snow White and the Seven Doors, the original evil stepmother. She has shown ability of the with dark arts, particularly in shape-shifting and poisoning fruits versus... In a wonderland of nonsense, there's no one more nonsensical than the Cheshire Cats. Teleportation, invisibility, and omniscience. Can you stand on your head? <laughs> the wacky, wacky uh, cats. Yeah, she is pretty self-defeatist. And, and what can she really do to the Cheshire Cat? Mm-hmm. It, the Cheshire Cat's just so crazy. Would he even be affected by anything that she could do to him? Jim, I don't, the, I don't the wheels think so. are turning over. And over yeah, I'm, well, I'm trying. I'm doing whatever what's on, I can. What's on your mind, Jim? You're, trying, to, you're to, just trying to, to figure out how the witch can win, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, in, in any way, I, I, I can't. The, the Cheshire Cat, to me, is uh, on a, a on, on the. 
he's a heavy hitter. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think he belongs in the the upper league, the the, the heavy heavyweight mm-hmm. league. Um, whereas I don't think the the evil queen stands a chance. Quite, quite gets there. I think I think she's certainly prone to madness, which the Cheshire Cat is very good at, <laughs> at driving out of people. Driving out of people. <laughs> Uh, I I have to give this to the, the Cheshire Cat. All right, cool. Cheshire Cat it is. All right, moving on. Seemingly absent-minded Cinderella's fairy godmother is able to transform animals into objects, and, animals and objects into anything she desires, but apparently for only a few hours. Although this could be a restriction applied to this one particular case with Cinderella. Versus Mickey, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, powerful sorcerer Yensid's apprentice, Mickey steals his master's hat and loses control of a broom. I think it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty straightforward fairy godmother, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mickey Mickey, you know, is everybody everybody is loves Mickey, but is it also a part uh, of the fan theory that this fairy godmother is also the blue fairy? No, I I don't I don't particularly I mean, that was thrown out to us when we did Cinderella yeah. that it might still be that this could also be the blue fairy. Okay. But oh shoot, you know what? wings and she uses a wand man is this blue fairy the fairy and what if, what if everyone in this tournament is, is the, blue actually fairy. The, blue fairy. the blue fairy right it all goes back there they're all the genie <laughs> all right let's let's move into the semifinals here okay uh we're back to the top of the round here we have lord hades versus the gargoyles hades i mean do hades. we do I, we need to right like to have a discussion they, the I, I, Hades, I, know Hades, that, I know that we gave we gave the gargoyles the to to the irritation. Yes, uh, <laughs> but they don't have the the wherewithal and uh, magical antagonism mm-hmm. that Peter Pan did. Yeah, and I would say that the gargoyles, annoying as they are, are not nearly an, as annoying as Pain, Pain and Panic, and Panic. <laughs> and he's which Hades is already used to and has them as servants. Okay, is, is it worth noting? Though, uh, like, we put a lot of thought into Jose Carioca's uh, cartoon abilities, and it was mentioned that these gargoyles have limited limited version of the cartoon abilities. Yeah, I I don't think they have enough to even compare to Looney Tunes level. uh, They get it in one song. Like, they they show some uh, cartoon abilities. Okay. Hades. Yeah, Yeah, I give that to Hades. Good, because I hate those gargoyles, especially <laughs> Jason Alexander. Yeah. All right, next up, we have Flora, Fauna, Meriwether, the three fairies versus Zeus. Uh, I think this one goes to Zeus. I think the as powerful as the little fairies are, their their bumblingness really starts to show. Difference? Really starts to show in this in this fight. I, th- I think that I think uh, Zeus is is gonna stay pretty on top of this one. Yeah. Yeah, Zeus would be rather amused by them, I think. Just a lot of... <laughs> just blasting them. Yeah, Jim, do you have any uh, objection to this? I concur. You concur. All right, next up. Mad, Madam Mim versus the genie. Oh, boy. Ooh. So, na- I mean, this almost comes down to evil versus good. Kind of. I think the genie... Yeah. Right? I think the genie... She hates sunshine. And he could just bring he could just bring sunshine into the mix. Yep. I hate it. I hate it. Really, just yep. taking out Mim like that, huh? Well, I didn't want to. I really thought like she that. was gonna. <laughs> Genie's Genie's one of the heaviest hitters here. Is, yeah. this, is this at least a long fight? Uh, or does Genie just probably not as long as we want it to be? Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, but right, it, it's it's going to be a matter of stumbling upon one of those things that Mim doesn't like mm-hmm. for Genie to then start exploiting it. Mim does cheat too. It's a good point. Um, She's able to set the set the rules and immediately starts cheating with Merlin. And by his own rules, the genie can't kill. Yes. And if you can't kill, like if you're already handicapping yourself to not kill Mim, that means she's never going to be out of the fight. However, until until you corner her. No, until until you corner her with. Merlin defeats her with being sick. He gets her sick, and sunlight as well is also something she hates. I think this is like a more even match than you realize. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, I it, think it still goes to the genie. In, in the grand scheme Agreed. of things, he does still have the phenomenal cosmic power. So, okay, yeah. genie, it is. Moving on to the next round, we are back to Jose Carioca versus Yensid. Now, Yensid has shown no tolerance for co- uh, cartoon tomfoolery. It's true. From his apprentice or those brooms. Yeah, he doesn't really have a lot of patience. If, if I that. remember Jose Carioca, though, mm-hmm. uh, his his versions of those those cartoonish, goofy elements yeah. is. Rather sophisticated, true. And uh, uh, I, I feel like he would manage. He could possibly manage to uh, fluster and embarrass Yensid. Just annoy him into submission. Sort Yensid's, of. Yensid's powers are pretty ambiguous, right? I mean, yeah, it's don't. it's not clearly defined exactly what he can do. <laughs> it's Nor I mean, in terms Jose. of what we see he can do. We know he can make disobedient brooms yeah. become obedient. <laughs> he, can, he can undo broken magic. He, uh, yeah. he, he also has, uh, makes butterflies out of thin air. That's that's nice, right? He does? Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, you're, you're talking about someone who's, who's clearly a powerful sorcerer. Sorcerer. Uh, versus, you know, cartoon <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're sticking with. I would, Yensen. I would give this one to Yensen. Okay, what do you, what do you oh, think, Jim? Jim's, I don't know. Jim's not sure about this one. Huh? Cartoon shenanigans can go, can take you pretty <laughs> far, um, right? I mean, Cheshire Cat, we were just saying, is is pretty phenomenally powered, mm-hmm. and his abilities are pretty on par with cartoon powers. Yeah, yeah but I think I'd, I'd say he's. I mean, Karaoke versus Cheshire, I'd put Cheshire higher on the, sure. on the powers map. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Agreed with that. Yeah. I just have a really hard time seeing Jose just get zapped like that. I think this would be a good long fight, but uh, in the end... Uh, probably not as long as I'm thinking. Yeah. Yensid just... I mean, oh, okay. I relent. Yensid. Okay. Yensid right. takes it. Well, now we're going evil versus versus... Supposedly benevolent, we have Maleficent versus Beast Enchantress. Mm. Now, uh, Maleficent does prove herself flappable, um, having been annoyed by those three fairies. Maleficent calls upon the power of, of of hell, right? Correct. Yes. That does not mean it is intrinsic to her, mm-hmm. and that is, I think is an important distinction, mm-hmm. because the en- Enchantress, as far as we can tell, even connecting it back to the Blue Fairy. Is intrinsically magical. Mm-hmm. So you're 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 giving the enchantress an edge here, yes, because she has the ability within her. Maleficent. It's just natural to her. Maleficent does appear to have natural abilities before she ever even calls upon the powers of hell. 
she basically levels up. You know, like in Power Rangers, they always fought sure. the guy on the ground, then he got really yeah. big. Yeah. When she, she calls that. upon the power of hells, that's when she goes goes yeah. big. Ah. So she does have abilities. It's not she doesn't need to call upon, upon the powers of hell to start things off. Okay. Yeah, Maleficent seems like she has a pretty high ceiling. Yeah. Pretty high power ceiling. Whereas then, we're not sure yeah. where that is. Then again, when it comes with the enchantress, when it comes down to taking out a kingdom. Maleficent's the, the, ego is going to get in the way. And the fairies were the ones who put everyone to sleep. Maleficent only knocked out Aurora, and the fairies put the, the kingdom to sleep. The Maleficent wrapped it in, in vines, whereas mm-hmm. the Enchantress wiped out everyone's memory of a kingdom even mm-hmm. existing. Yeah. Just because a little boy wouldn't let her in. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a nice... Think about that who's, lesson. Who, who's the evil one who's here? Who's the evil one <laughs> Slighted by a boy who wouldn't let her into her home. Which seems kind of petty. And Maleficent wasn't invited to a it's, party. It's beyond yeah. petty. What's the What's, lesson we're who wins, taught? Who wins the don't petty? Let, don't let strangers in your house. <laughs> yeah, did the, did, the, did the little boy, little, little, uh, little, I think his name's Adam, did he do anything wrong here? I don't think so. He, huh. he, didn't, he didn't let a He did what old, his parents said. Parents yeah. weren't home. Don't let strangers, don't let strangers in. in the house. Never mind that he had a house full of servants. <laughs> Why were they answering the door? <laughs> So Maleficent or the Blue Fairy, or oh, she's the Enchantress. I don't mean to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, sure, even if it is the same character, we can still argue for this form of the character. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I say Enchantress. Jeffrey. Maybe that's just my partiality toward potentially good <laughs> characters. Jeff, what do you say? Uh, this is a close one, but I'll I'll give it to the Enchantress. You go Enchantress too? Oh man, yep. you guys are you guys are surprising me here, surprising the fans even. I I, uh, uh, I think uh, my guess is Maleficent probably has some fan favorites. Uh, uh, she has she has she the power she of fan favorites. Yeah, she definitely uh, wins the fan battle. But um, right, no, I like I like, like Batman power. Yeah, <laughs> Batman wins because he's Batman, Batman. Batman wins against anybody if he has time to prepare. I think that's yeah. the <laughs> that's the general argument for for Batman. <laughs> okay. That's that's fair, yeah, yeah. So side note, if we're putting Batman against any of these people, <laughs> if he has time to prepare, then he wins. He wins. Okay, let me just get next up on the matchup. We have Cernabog versus the Coachman. Cernabog, the evil hell beast versus eh, maybe some sort of demon devil guy who likes to kidnap kids and turn them into donkeys. Really sold one over the other, didn't I? <laughs> I think Cernabog. Yeah, yeah. I think this one's this one's pretty easy. Although now I can't get the idea of Cernabog as a donkey out of my head. <laughs> like turning him into a donkey a with giant, giant demonic wings <laughs> and horns. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hee haw of doom. <laughs> Wait until dawn. All right. The Cheshire Cat versus the Fairy Godmother. Once again, under Ooh. the possible stipulation that the fairy gather mother might be the blue fairy. Oh man, that's a rough one. Mm. Fairy godmother can transform a couple things for a couple of hours, or at least that's the extent to which she shows her powers. Yeah, she seems she seems largely you know benevolent and just kind of playful. And I'm gonna I'm gonna help this person out with my perhaps very limited magical abilities. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, sure. Um, remind me, I made. I very well could just be forgetting. What can the Cheshire Cat do magically to anyone else? 
Uh, memory serves. He doesn't do anything to anyone else. Yeah. He only manipulates himself. I believe that somebody with magical ability could possibly contain that. Lock him. Lock you him out are, of doing. I did not even take anything. that into consideration. That is very fair. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Huh. Right. So his invisibility, discombobulation, mm-hmm. uh, all, all, all of those types of things. Uh, I think when going up against someone like the fairy godmother could easily be uh, uh, contained. Yeah. Nice. So, Fairy Godmother's for the win, huh? I think so. Oh, okay. All right, well, this next matchup is fun. We have Hades versus Zeus. Hey, how convenient. We will limit this to the actual movie versions of these characters. The only reason Hades loses is because of Hercules. Yeah. And, and Hercules has been eliminated. Yeah. Uh, Hades did also win because of his plan, which involved using the Titans to mm-hmm. assault Mount Olympus. So if they're going one-on-one, this isn't really something that we have a record of. Well, one-on-one, I haven't seen the movie, yeah, yeah. but I'm going to purport one-on-one, uh, the god of gods with his lightning bolt is going to be able to beat Hades, even with his yeah. fire powers. And really, if... Hades even thought that he stood a chance one-on-one against Zeus. He would have done it himself. A long time ago? (laughs) Instead of crafting a plan over uh, 16 years or whatever it was to wait for the planets to align, to amass all these magical creatures, and then summon the titans. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to give this one to, to Zeus. All right, giving it to Zeus. Hades is out of the picture. Zeus is still in. Next, we have Genie versus Yensid, the sorcerer. Oh, boy. Genie. I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think we, we've, I think we've uh, buffed Yensid up pretty well. I don't think it's, like, super... Well, actually, I do think the Genie beats him. Yeah. Not, not like... He doesn't, like, swat him like a fly. Right. Sure. Um, but... We're... <sighs> I mean, let's be real. You gotta you gotta give Yensid the benefit of the doubt because his his powers aren't very clearly, clearly demonstrated sure, or defined. Sure, but then, then how far do you go? Because I could give exactly. the benefit of the doubt. He has the ability to entrap the genie in something like a lamp. Sure, and at that point, I mean, what, where do you draw the line? Yeah, because when his powers aren't clearly defined, you you just. If you're just assuming that he's the most powerful sorcerer that's ever been and, and his powers aren't clearly defined, then he really has no ceiling. Yeah. And I can't I can't give him that much of a benefit of the doubt. Well, r- yeah, I, right. We, and we the also fact that need to start looking for, for other uh, signifiers. Mm-hmm. His magic is in thing. It's not just that he has all of this magic literally at his fingertips. It is wrapped up in a lot of other things like his hat. Mm-hmm. And books mm-hmm. and, and things like that, spells and yeah, yeah. and whatnot, where the genie can just the genie isn't really bound mm-hmm. by anything, right? He uses half so. of it just for like visual jokes <laughs> that Aladdin <laughs> isn't even going to get. <laughs> it's for our benefit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, right. genie. The, the genie is aware of an audience that nobody else in the world even <laughs> sees. <laughs> genie, hypothetical genie, enchants a bunch of brooms. To, to bring back bad memories ah. and, and drive Yensid insane. <laughs> with with uh, post-traumatic stress. Okay, Genie for the win. Aha, Yensid finally becomes out-cartooned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did go up against cartoon after cartoon, yeah. didn't he? 
All right, well, here, here's another interesting matchup. We've moved on to Merlin versus Beast's Enchantress. Ooh. Mm. Mm. All right, so now we've we've also gone to to the extent of buffing up Beast's Enchantress to get her this far. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Merlin, yeah, you have another, another character whose powers aren't, you know, clearly defined like clearly Merlin's defined. are. Yeah, yeah. At least not defined to the extent that Merlin's yeah, powers yeah. are. My gut says Merlin on this. Yeah. Uh, I think we have done a lot of buffing to the enchantress and, and giving her a lot of credit but merlin is is demonstrably very powerful yeah i could see jim over here every time you i see you thinking well, like, right, it's like how do i make the underdog win yeah yeah um i think that's the only fair way to approach these because course, like yeah. even right now like are we are we giving it to merlin because we feel we've given it to the enchantress too many times now i, I if if she truly did deserve those wins i don't want to take away another one because out of some sort she, of sense she's won too much some sort sure. of yeah. sense of fairness well, or something let, let's consider her powers um, again she she's able to manipulate uh, people and objects into people merlin can too they have they have what, practically equal what powers. is the scope the scope of what merlin the scope can do of those or? powers right because again the enchantress uh, uh manipulated uh the minds of an entire country mm-hmm. not just not just this countryside, not just this palace, castle, uh, and the surrounding country, because yeah. it would have it would have taken the entire uh, uh, French, right? Mm-hmm. French mm-hmm. government, <laughs> in, the entire, okay, right? You, like you, where you did where way? did yeah, where yeah. did our where did this one kingdom or not kingdom but uh, uh, this dukedom, whatever? Yeah. Uh, where did that go? It was basically blotted out of the entire national system. Europe, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I never, I did not think of it to that extent before, but you, you do make a fair point if we're, we're using that as, as a demonstration of her ability. Uh, or if you, I, I if would, you I would wanted, say, I would say that you, Merlin would have a resilience to any oh, sort of fin- fin- mind fin- manipulation. I, yeah, I agree. That that is magic. where the enchantress is uh, uh, really. That I think that's why she came ahead uh, in the other ones mm-hmm. so well is because of uh, her ability to trick. Whereas I don't think Merlin would fall for the... Uh, strangely, I'm going to say it's because of his absent-mindedness that allows him to not fall for tricks. Because <laughs> he can't... Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, and I suppose if we if we want to take into account that Merlin can travel through time and space, he might be able to find mm, an easier place yeah. to beat her. E- that's an true. An easier time to beat her. Mm-hmm. So if, if we want to s- Perhaps it, when she was the blue the fairy. Blue fairy. <laughs> yeah. So Merlin for the win? I'm giving it to Merlin. Jim? You yeah, seem, you seem reluctant. Yeah, I'll I'll give it to Merlin. Okay, all right. Next next matchup: Cernabog versus Fairy Godmother. Cinderella's Fairy Godmother versus the Devil of Bald Mountain. Uh, now we have two weird two weird uh, handicaps here. Uh, her powers may or may not be limited by time. So are his. He's only good at night. She could wait him out. Possibly. Possibly. Right. Yeah. Because if hers end at midnight and his end at dawn, yeah. Oh, so then he would have, <laughs> he would he have the advantage just a little bit longer. Yep. <laughs> Is that, that the deciding factor? <laughs> that, that hers end we're, at we're getting we're getting deep on it. It depends on what part of the world <laughs> well, you're in. We're if in you're, this if part you're of the world. We're closer to one of the poles than day day to last as long. Where the football field is located, when it strikes midnight, does her? Magic end, I, and it, he can right, stick it out is, till sunrise. I don't. I don't know. These. <laughs> I'm asking you. <laughs> um. Well, 
I'm going to argue that the fairy godmother's magic is not limited to uh, midnight. Mm -hmm. She put that on the things she enchanted with a couple exceptions Mm -hmm. because the glass Uh, slipper slipper. did not disappear and was a result of magic. Now, you could say that it was formed by magic and then itself was not it itself was not magical. Yeah. But I that's that's boring. So we're, uh, I say it is a magical shoe. Um, sure. Yeah, and thus proof her magic is not limited to midnight. Nice. But is she stronger than Cernabog? Hmm. He does have an army of undead. She can turn mice into. Oh, so she could turn the entire undead uh, army into mice, or oh, turn yeah, mice into an army for her. Yeah. Of horses? I mean, <laughs> come on. Uh, are you saying a, a giant army of horses <laughs> couldn't trample an army of undead? There's a reason cavalry's uh, uh, I mean, what, what context of undead are we talking about here? It was just little We're ghostly, talking just little, like, slow walking dead panic. zombies? He has a whole army of pain and panic. Oh, don't bring up pain and panic, because you know who I'm going to give him to if you bring up pain and panic. <laughs> oh, man. I think I want to say Blue Fairy now. Yeah? Yeah. I think you want to say Blue Fairy too, right? I mean, if you're given Chernobyl an army of pain and panics, yeah. <laughs> don't want to see that win. Well, I mean, they're ghosts. Well, like, are, are they, well what are they? are they? Are they undead as in, like, raised dead? Are they undead as in ghosts? They're intangible. They're ghosts. But they are intangible. Okay, so so they're they're like the um, the ghost army from Lord of the Rings. Yes, yeah. That okay. was, which was a pretty I'm badass gonna, yeah. army. Uh, I'm gonna, I don't know if that army could easily be transmogrified the way Blue Fairy transmogrifies things. Mm-hmm. Um, and no matter how big she made those mice, they're not going to trample ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oof. So now you're leaning towards Cernabog. Now that I know that they're ghosts, yeah. Jeff, where were you? Cernabog. Cernabog. Well, yeah, Jim. I'm really sorry. Uh, bye, Blue Fairy. <laughs> Maybe no, no, potential, fairy godmother. Potential oh, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, the potential blue fairy. That was oh, but, but that was the last, or yeah, the blue fairy. There's, been... there's a little blue fairy in all of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, that uh, fairy godmother just lost. Sorry, too. fairy godmother. So they're blue. They're fairies. They are what they are. Okay, uh, right. One, one could also, if we are going to make them all the same character, we could also say it's unfair that this one character is in there mul- has multiple she entries has to, into the contest. Yes, this is true. She, <laughs> she did cheat. Disqualified. Yeah. Disqualifying. <laughs> Zeus versus Genie. Oh, jeez. Mm. We got some heavy hitters here. I mean, Genie down has been the, pretty unstoppable at this ones. point, but now he's going up against a god. Phenomenal cosmic powers versus a power from the cosmics. <laughs> cosmic cosmos. Cosmos. That's not a word. Uh, my bad. Okay. Zeus versus genie. Zeus <clears throat> throws lightning bolt at genie. Mm-hmm. Lightning bolt does nothing because mm-hmm. genie lets it pass through him or turns oh, it no. into a balloon. He would or... he'd get zapped by it. You'd see Genie's skeleton for a second, and you'd go, whoa, now I'm awake. And you would like make that. some, some he'd, he'd quip, back, he'd some Robin Williams like, quip. No, no, yeah, he, yeah he, would, he would suddenly he'd get zapped, right? Mm-hmm. And then he'd turn into John Coffey for a split second and be like, it hurts, boss. And then he'd attack. That's from Green Mile. Oh. Electricity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad reference? No, that's the know. one everyone thinks of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just giving it to Genie, aren't we? Oh, man. The rip-torn Zeus is taken out by Ron Williams' Genie. I mean, 
you you mentioned at the very beginning when we first had Genie that he would be could be a potential that yeah. you know we, you would, know, we so might need you, to nerf him. Let me let me try. Yeah, no he throws the lightning bolt mm-hmm. and Genie dodges it and says, "If you can dodge a lightning bolt, you can." <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Zeus's head just explodes because it can't can't comprehend yeah. the meta, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Genie for the win. I uh, yeah. Yep. Gotta give it to Genie. All right, we're down. Okay, Merlin versus Cernabog. <sighs> the Devil of Bald Mountain with his minion army versus Merlin travels through time and space, mm-hmm. foresight, I'm... ability to turn into different creatures and shapes. Yeah, that Doctor Who stuff is pretty powerful. I think <laughs> I gotta go with Merlin. <laughs> He could turn into Cernabog, essentially, and yeah. fight him. Or he could just pop into Dawn. Oh, God, yeah. Just become the sun. <laughs> Archimedes, what was the spell for Dawn? Just, Cernabog's army just chasing Merlin around. He's, like, hiked up his little robe. He's like, I'm going to have some fun. going to turn me to the sun. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, well, then I think uh, this now is the question here. The final round. This oh. is it, guys. It's come down to the greatest wizard of all time versus the genie of the magic lamp with all of his powers. Or no, he's post lamp. But this is, yeah, this is post lamp genie. Yeah, so. versus Dan, Dan Castellaneta genie. Dan Castellaneta <laughs> versus Merlin. I mean, we say post lamp uh, from what i can tell that was just so that we didn't have to deal with the conundrum of how is he summoned for the battle right, right. did he does he lose any power when he's post lamp i don't think so I, I, there's no evidence that he did yeah okay so he is he's still if anything if anything he gained the power to not be bound by a master yeah. so his freedom he got his freedom yeah so we have we have we have someone who so, now Merlin will get all the references Genie makes. It's true. He will. All right. So we've we, there's a pretty good matchup here because Merlin might. Oh, I know that one. I I knew Ed Sullivan, mm-hmm. and you, <laughs> sir, are no Ed Sullivan. <laughs> I man, I I've heard fan theories uh, uh, messing with the the timeline uh, for Aladdin, mm-hmm. suggesting the Genie. Uh, that suggesting Aladdin takes place in the far-flung future. Right, because Genie says he has been in the lamp for 10,000 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that also suggests the Genie doesn't, despite having cosmic powers, does not have time travel. Time travel's a big deal, you guys. It is. <laughs> it's a really big deal. Yeah, once, perhaps, you, once you throw time travel into something, all bets are kind of off. Perhaps that's why the Genie was caught in the lamp for 10,000 years because Merlin, Merlin put him there. It? Oh! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Could that be? I think I got a side with Merlin here. Oh my gosh. That's, yeah. Time travel is like, a very good point. So Merlin Like the, 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 that absent-mindedness thing of just trying to remember yeah, the thing to yeah, do is yeah. the only chance the genie has. <laughs> he would get him before he could remember the yeah. spell. Has, has genie ever traveled through time aside from being timeless in his pop culture <laughs> references. The, there's no indication of it because... No indication of him actually having traveled through right. time. Like at the end of Aladdin, he throws on a goofy hat and a Hawaiian shirt and some golf clubs, and he's going to mm-hmm. go to Disneyland, right? Mm-hmm. But is that him just making a reference, or is he actually going to go to Disneyland? There's no in, there's no evidence to suggest that he actually 
<laughs> will physically travel through time. Even, and again, I, I hate to draw from the sequels, he could go anywhere and he comes back to Agrabah to hang out with Aladdin. That's that's the cartoon series. As Jane, Genie just decides, mm-hmm. hey, do you know what I'm going to do with my freedom? Stay here. Because yeah, well, I never had a friend like you, and that was an Aladdin reference. I, I caught that. You know what makes references really like really good <laughs> when you tell when- people? <laughs> <laughs> Merlin versus the genie. Is is Merlin uh, the one who traps so the genie? So is time? Are we saying time travel is the edge here? Because it's Merlin, feeling like it Merlin to me. Could tra- like, I mean, you got You could. What let, could let's be real. Okay, these, let's both of these the both way. of these people are crazy, insanely powerful. Mm-hmm. And you could argue it ad nauseum, right? So, like, you have to you have to well, draw do, the line mean, somewhere, and you have do, to you have to give someone an edge sure. somewhere. So, if we're saying that time travel is the edge, then yes, I would lean towards Merlin. What okay. could the genie do to Merlin? What is the argument for genie? Anything. We we've Wouldn't, established that the genie's powers are near limitless, aside from the rules that you know that have been mentioned he's put upon himself and or he, he that won't make he can't make people fall in love he won't bring people back from the dead and he can't kill anybody. can't kill anybody no, twice. no does he say can't kill yes yes he says, rule number one can't, can't make anyone fall in love Mwah. rule number two can't kill anyone start on ask rule number three i can't bring people back from the dead i don't like doing it not a See, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, right I'm gonna there, go on record and like think that it you switched one and two. I, I did. I'm okay. Just, so no fan is like no, no one. I, I, I got it. Yeah. This just went a little longer than I thought. I'm getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> if I make the edge for, I want to make the edge for Merlin one more time. In his travel, time traveling, uh, time manipulation, he doesn't even need to travel through time. He can reverse time. Hmm. That's true. So like right in front of him, if Genie is like rushing at him, he can just re- rewind Genie. I mean, he could rewind Genie back into the lamp. Potentially. But it's all its all a matter of can he remember the spells in time to defeat Genie. Ooh, what a matchup, folks. What a matchup. Two men in blue. Well, and if, I, if, I understand, if I understand Merlin's self correctly, he, uh, even with the, the absent-mindedness, he would be able to do it because he's... I, if if we extend the uh, 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 to further parts of, of of Merlin outside of I believe just Sword and Stone, mm-hmm. um, he's he is the man for, uh, like he is the man out of time or, or he's basically he's living backwards. Yes, yes. Which means he would know what the genie was going to do. True, and uh, his without fors- even using his time powers, his foresight is proven in Sword and Stone as well. You don't even have to look outside the film mm. that he's able to to see things before they happen because though it's not said in the film, it is implied he is living backwards. Merlin. Merlin? Merlin. Merlin, like, everyone! I mean, despite despite the genie having nearly anything available to him, Merlin has anything plus one. Anything <laughs> plus one. <laughs> Well, that 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 settles it then. We that was our that was our wizard's duel. It comes down to Merlin, who wouldn't kill, but he may be the one who trapped the genie in the lamp to begin with, eh? May May I ask uh, uh, an addendum, maybe? Sure, sure, sure. Can we think of anyone who may have been eliminated in a different fight that would have been able that to defeat Merlin? Merlin? Well, uh, let's just go down the. I will zip through this real quick because we have gone a little longer than I anticipated. We have Hercules. Uh, this okay. So I'll go from the bottom to the top from the fan. So so far, uh, we have had. 233 people have 
played this bracket for us so far. Okay. Okay. At the bottom of the list, the first one eliminated was Hercules, <laughs> which is very odd to me because Henwen the pig is above him. <laughs> Jose Carioca, Mickey the Sorcerer's Apprentice, Johnny's Angel, the Horn King at number 27, Peter Pan at 26, the Beast Enchantress. People clearly did not think what we thought. <laughs> uh, at 25, Triton. Grandmother Willow beat all of them. <laughs> the old tree See, lady. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, what pe- people are know? people are assuming some sort of other like hidden power that Jeez. we're just not seeing. Oh, I got there's some deep analysis of that movie the somewhere power, like, that people like, know about that we she don't. She must have like the power of nature and the afterlife, I right? Yes. Uh, so Cheshire Cat uh, Rafiki has defeated all of those contenders. Rafiki beat a god. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe by popularity alone. Mad Madam Mim at number 20. The Blue Fairy. Uh, the Three Fairies. Oh, Mim's that low? Yeah. Th- okay. Look how low this is. 17 is Merlin. Oh, boy. Yeah. The Gargoyles at 16. The Gargoyles beat Merlin. Beat Merlin. Uh, this is just by the votes of the fans and the listeners. Uh, Pain and Panic at 15. Jafar. Mushu the Dragon. The Coachman. Ursula. Number 10, Zeus. All right, here's our top 10. Zeus, Evil Witch, Magic Carpet is at number 8. The power of... I guess magic is right in its, in, in its name. <laughs> Fairy Godmother, Tinkerbell. Number 5, Yen Sid the Sorcerer. Maleficent at number 4. Hades at number 3. Cernabog at number 2. And the Genie is number 1 with a whole lot of votes to his name. Where was Yensid in there? Yensid was number five okay. in the top five. I think Yensid versus Merlin would have been a pretty good fight if mm. we were able to like anticipate or like a. It's about as easy, some, even as you can get. Yeah, sorcerer versus sorcerer. Sort of old old man versus old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Might they even be one and the same? No. No. Because one's named That's Merlin. Oh, and the other is not. Yensid. <laughs> <laughs> I think Merlin would have been more amused by Mickey's antics oh, than Yen Sid was. Well, if, if you were to entertain entertain yeah. this idea, uh, the character is is changed through uh, the the point of view of different characters. So from Arthur, he's yeah. the bumbling oh, right. old man, but from Mickey's point of view, he's a very serious. They do both have blue pointy hats. It's mm, true. Yeah, and everyone knows Merlin. Uh, it's it's just. His real name backwards. It's, it's Nilrem. <laughs> Nilrem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I am, I am definitely interested to hear what the listeners have to say about this. The bracket is up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash topshelfpod. It's going to be up for a month, so feel free to dive into it. And you can vote as many times as you want once a day. So you can go back and vote again later. We can do this all over again if we want. We won't. Uh, I mean, I will. I'll, I'll keep voting um, just to get Mickey up there. Um, <laughs> Uh, but Jim, Jeff, thank you, thank you for that. Was that thank uh, you? Was that thank fun? You. Did you guys like uh, matching these up? I did. Yeah. I was. I'm. I was surprised. I was yeah. not expecting Merlin to emerge the victor. Yeah. Um, I really thought Genie had it. To tell you the truth. But he came he, close. He yeah. came really I, close. I expected it's Cheshire a tough, Cat tough yeah. to, to get further, now, and then and then I went and argued argued him down. I can't <laughs> believe I did that. Now, as much fun as it is to see these in bracket form, I have been wishing for this. I've been just putting it out there in the universe. I want. 2D animated Street Fighter version of this. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. With all the magic users 
some of them like Peter Pan could be a fighting character who has Tink as a sidekick. Sure, yeah. sure. Hercules could have Pegasus. Like, give me a, a Marvel versus Capcom style of the Wizards <laughs> duel, please. You hear that, Disney? Yeah, come on, Disney, get with it. That's why I keep hashtagging you and all these. Uh, now, we will do this again in the future. We're not going to do this again until we reach the end. We have several more Magic users coming down the pipe for the next 20 films. Um, and then we'll we'll have one more Wizards duel. I don't know if we'll do another bonus episode like this. This was just to fill in the slot while Jeff was out for the week and not leave you guys hanging. But, uh, again, thank you guys for coming in. Uh, like I mentioned, you can hit us up on the Facebook page. Or if you want to tweet at me, you can Twitter page at me at TC's Big Head. Or send Jeff Bell some love at Random Bell. We will be back next week with our next standard episode, but this was fun. So, it was. Uh, any final words, guys? Anything you want to say? It was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> you guys were nervous, <laughs> you silly gooses. All right. Well, thank you all for joining me. Thank you all for listening uh, and making this lively debate. With that said, this was a podcast. We were the voices you were listening to, and this is a sign-off.